Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the immense pleasure of bringing to you one of the most humble and genuine individuals that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Ricky Locke is a customer experience um, speaker, he's a trainer, and he's also a magician. Creating a magical customer experience. We've all had them, but how do we create them? Listen on, and Ricky will share with you what it is that we can all do to create those magical customer experiences. And if you haven't yet rated the podcast, reviewed the podcast, or subscribed to it, then please, please do, because it helps me bring amazing people like Ricky closer to us all. Have an amazing week, and we'll chat next. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved today. I have the immense pleasure of chatting with Ricky Locke. Ricky is trainer, speaker, fellow podcaster, customer experience guru, and also magician. Uh, how the devil are you, Ricky? Oh, very well, thank you, Lee. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, so thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. No, I'm so grateful of this opportunity to chat. We've, uh, throughout lockdown, we've uh, we've been able to talk more, well, we met during lockdown, um, not physically, but like via this medium, um, and then we've, uh, we've had a number of chats since, and it's so, and that's why I'm really looking forward to this, actually, because I want to know more about the man that is the legend um, <laughs> that is Mr. Locke. So I guess without further ado, what has got you to that seat today, Ricky? Oh, wow. Great question. I'm really looking forward to today because, as you know, I'm a big fan of your podcast and I left, uh, I left a lovely review because I generally mean that. I love your questions and I can't wait for the question at the end of the show. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it. So I'm going to start first by saying a thank you, Lee, for inviting me on, because I know that, like you just said, that we've never met in person. Yeah. But I feel a strong connection to you because of uh, Pete Can. Pete Can was the man that kind of got us together. So thank you, Pete. Um, but how did I get here? Well, it's an interesting story, really, because for a lot of people, they uh, they go through life. And I kind of coasted, I think, for a large portion of my life. I didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life. And I, um, yeah, I, I coasted. I left school. A lot of my friends were going to university. They uh, kind of knew where they wanted to go. I never really wanted to go uni. It wasn't really something that was important to me. I think if I would have gone, it would have just been purely for the fun and having a good time. And um, I remember in sixth form, we had to do work experience. And I already had a job as a 16-year-old in Argos, in Peterborough, working on weekends, picking tickets. So if you remember about 15 years ago, uh, that used to bring all the items out onto the conveyor belt and all that. That was me. And wow. I used to bring out on these little pieces of paper tickets. You'd buy something, I'd go pick it and bring it out. And I said to my boss, look, Darren, I've already got a job and I've been asked at sixth form to do work experience. I don't see the point of going anywhere else. Can I just stay here? He said, yeah, sure, Ricky. Uh, we'll, we'll stick you on the tills, if you like, for two weeks, and we'll pay you. I mean, brilliant, okay? Uh, and, Lee, as you know me now, um, you probably wouldn't believe this, but I was a bit of a bat in the stock cave, uh, in the stock room. I just stood there, arms folded, waited for a, a beep, a little ticket, picked the item, and went and got it. And I stayed in the stock room, didn't talk to customers. And uh, when I got on the till, I loved it. It was brilliant. Wow. It was great to talk to people. And then as a 16, 17-year-old, to get two weeks full-time pay, loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. And I said... 
that's it. I'm leaving sixth form. I've had enough. I finished the first year and uh, went to go get full time to invest into cars and uh, yeah, growing up, I guess. And uh, it went towards my P Reg Ford Fiesta 1996. So uh, good investment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that's kind of what, what basically where I stayed. So in a long story, I'll, I'll get to the answer of how I got here. But I stayed there for about 15 years. Didn't think that I was going to do anything else with my life. I thought I was going to be one of the colleagues that had been there for 20, 30 years and uh, worked my way up the ranks, became a team leader. And then I started to develop this kind of passion for people, which was uh, thank you to your kind intro about customer experience, which I'll come on to. I really started to enjoy interacting with people, leading people and also helping customers as well. So I did lots of different roles and eventually I became a stock manager at another store, so worked up my ranks and uh, loved it. We did some great turnarounds, got some great results, and then kind of worked away around my uh, around the, the country. Really, did various different roles, became a customer service manager, and loved that. Loved interacting with people because I got to see my personality kind of come out and that kind of thing. And then eventually, I became a regional development coach and started coaching junior members of managers to progress up into the next level. So if they were like a stock team leader. I would coach them into being like a store manager or a stock manager or CSM, that kind of thing. And that's kind of where one of the early light bulb moments for me happened when I thought, I really like people. I like being in front of an audience. And I like those light bulb moments that that you share on your podcast and that you do in your day job, Lee, where you can just see people get it and they go, oh, yes, this is yeah. what I need to do. And really love that. But joint with this, I was also performing magic tricks. So in the staff room, I performed magic tricks to bribe my team to make them work for me. Uh, I thought that if they liked me and if they thought I was cool, they'd probably want to work for me, um, which was really fun. But it made it really difficult, Lee, when I had to sack people because they thought <laughs> that I was their friend. That was yeah. difficult. Um, but yeah, I started doing that and started taking little gigs on the weekends. Uh, I remember my first gig for the Freemasons was like £30 for seven hours work, <laughs> which was <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> um, and then just started to work up and... Uh, one of my last kind of roles in Argos, it was very processy. It wasn't really for me and became a national trainer. And we'd go around the country running team building workshops and customer experience workshops. And I loved it. It was fantastic. It was Monday to Friday. Uh, previous to that, for like 10 years, I was working every weekend in Argos. And with that, I realized, well, there's a gap here. I've got weekends free. So I started to build a business and I bought, uh, built a business for the Ricky Lot Magic side for the wedding industry started performing at events and weddings on the weekend. And it just got to a point where it was like scales where I thought that there's going to be a point here where I'm going to have to make a decision. And I remember a conversation with my boss in December, 2019. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to leave soon. And uh, she said to me, Ricky, just wait. I think we might get made redundant next year. I went, all right. Okay. So uh, January, 2020 came. And, and by the way, Lee, just between me and you don't say anything. Um, but there was a couple <laughs> of Fridays when I you know, disappear early to go do a quick wedding, but just between yeah. me and you don't say anything. <laughs> January 2020, we got the announcement saying that we are no longer required in the, the new strategy of where the business was going, Sainsbury's had bought Argos, which is quite ironic as a change trainer uh, going through the one of the biggest UK retail change programs that you get rid of the change trainers. But anyway, I, I'm not a CEO. So uh, yeah, we got the announcement and uh, I got made redundant one week before the lockdown last year. I oh, wow. uh, thought the stars were aligned. I had 50 weddings in the diary. I thought that was great. I'm going to walk away with a nice payout. And then, uh, yeah, it, it literally all disappeared overnight. And uh, as you know, as the same for your industry as well, people postponed and cancelled and we went into lockdown. 
And then over the last 12 months, that's got me to this chair right now. I started to integrate into different groups and networking, moved into doing online shows and Christmas parties. And that's where I originally met Pete at Kindfest, where I was doing a little bit of a bit of a magic uh, show there. And yeah, I also started a podcast and started to think, well, actually, I, I really like this. And whilst we wait for the world to open, I really like this kind of business side of things. And yeah. 12 months later of doing that, I'm now here. Uh, and uh, yeah, absolutely grateful to be in the same room with you. So yeah, a bit of a whirlwind tour, but wow. um, there you go. What a journey. What a journey. Yeah. And I guess what a journey in the last 15 months as well, forgetting the journey before that. But I just want to talk about the journey before the last 15 months. I've got so many questions about um, from the redundant, from the, from the pen onwards uh, and, and that decision. But you described yourself as the person, the the, the the boy in the stock room, in the dark room, just picking the ticket and putting it on. Um, and what would you, what advice would you give that version of Ricky Locke now knowing what you know? Wow, that's a really good question. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's a really good question, Lee. And I would say to probably keep an open mind i think i was very fixed back in those days thinking well this is just it this is what you will now do but i mean the last 12 months alone has exposed how much there is you can do and i think even in that career i was so blinkered of thinking well this is all you can do but when i started your own business it was like wow you mean i've got freedom to do what i want so i think if i was to give that advice to them it would be to and anyone in that position who's just quite you know, comfortable, step out of your comfort zone, keep an open mind and try new things. Yeah. And that was, I think at the time I probably would have gone, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> what are you all about? Um, but I'm so glad that I did. Um, it, it's interestingly though, because I, I think I never used to believe in myself. Other people saw something in me, like my line managers that told me you should be a stock manager. I was like, oh, I'm just a team leader. I'm not a stock manager. Um, so there's probably a piece about believing in yourself as well. Uh, yeah. which I don't think I had, you know. Do you believe in yourself yeah. now, Ricky? I do, yeah. I, I think there's times, though, when we've, we all have those moments, don't we? A bit of imposter syndrome. We look on social yeah. media and go, blimey, why am I doing that? You know, I should be doing that, shouldn't I? You know, um, but yeah, I definitely have more uh, higher self-esteem now than I did. Um, but I think that's progressed, isn't it, through life as you learn. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, a little bit more belief now. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And, and so you should. And so you should as well, because, um, and in fact, actually, those those three or four lessons that you've just mentioned then, when when lockdown hit, believing in yourself, um, keeping an open mind, uh, trying new things, and then there's a fourth one that you mentioned as well that's just escaped my mind. Have you uh, <laughs> have have you done those four things um, throughout the last? 14, 15 months? Is that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think one of the things for me was, I, I think I was very blinkered to the point of like, you know, I, I generally thought the stars had aligned where I was at a point thinking, how am I this lucky that I'm going to walk away with, you know, 15 year payout? My business is, is, is booming. It was great. You know, I'd won awards previously before leaving in the wedding industry. And I thought this is fantastic. You know, how lucky am I? And then when it got taken away, it's interesting, isn't it, that you don't really truly realise what you've got until it's gone. Yeah. And I think I had to do all those things. I had to 
uh, be open-minded. I had to think out of the box. I had to do things in a different way and reframe things. I know that we're quite into personal development, but Pig Wrestling is a great book about reframing problems. I had this big problem thinking, well, hang on a minute, how, how am I going to get wedding bookings now? Because I can't go to wedding fairs. And you had to think outside the box and do online stuff. And yeah, so I guess, yeah, that those lessons is that from a young age, I had to, you had to just jump through it and, uh, you know, step out of that comfort zone and probably burn yourself a couple of times and, you know, pick yourself back up and, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Great question. How do you keep going, Rickon? Hmm. These are good questions, Lee. I like this. You know what? It's, that's a really interesting one because I don't really have a great answer. So I'm going to give you a bit of waffle, but I think it's about looking at things from uh, abundance and being grateful. Every day that I wake up is is truly a wonderful moment, you know. And uh, as as Andy Cope know, uh, says, and you know that I'm a big fan of Andy Cope. If you can wake up every day and you haven't got two fake, then you're winning in life. But um, I, I had a lot of. Um, you know, bad things happened last year. I lost family members. They passed away. And when I think of it into perspective and reframing it, whilst I'm moaning about that I've got no work, no money's coming in or anything like that during those last 12 months, those people that are no longer here, I'm sure they would love to swap with me to still be here with their family. And they're no longer, unfortunately, here because they passed away. So when you take it into perspective and look at things like that, that's the moment that you have to start from. So every day I wake up is, you know, I'm feeling truly grateful and, you know, I'm human as well. So there are bad days as well. It's not a perfect, happy, sunny dance every day, but I have to live from that moment of, you know what, I've, I've got a new day to do something to, to meet people, to inspire, to create magic, to, you know, engage or entertain. So that's the thing. And also it's about looking at the bigger picture. You know, I'm quite big into my, my vision boards and thinking of the future and just trying to leave a legacy, I think that's yeah. probably really important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Have you always been somebody that has been into personal development and and trying to better yourself? Or is there a moment where, where you kind of, because you said earlier on when you, in your intro, you coasted. So you're definitely not yeah. coasting now. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. You coasted. You're not coasting now. Is there a moment? Is there something that <laughs> happened? Was to, to, to flip yeah. from Boston? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I did say, yeah, I do coach. But I, when I look back at it, really, I, there was a quite a great bit of progression there. You know, I was learning managerial roles. I was learning how to manage people, health and safety things. So, you know, I probably uh, i am taking that all for granted, really. And it probably wasn't coasting. But I think it got to the point where I thought this is going to be my life now for the next 20, 30 years. But to answer your question, there's always been something inside of me that's always wanted to um to, to leave a legacy like I said um I think I remember when I was younger someone said you're only a legend when you die which sounds really morbid but I thought what can I do that creates a legacy wherever I go so if it's when I left a store to go to a new store that I create such an experience that people will remember that feeling of meeting me um but as a kid I always wanted to push far ahead uh, I've really progressing my skills to see what I could achieve I, I don't really take a um no you can't do that one of my ex-bosses, Rob, he used to say to me, if you want Ricky to do something, tell him he's not good at it and he'll smash it. And that's something that I've, I've carried with me all my life because uh, I'm not a, um, a master of everything, but uh, I can play the guitar, the drums, the piano, not to like a really full extent, but I just love trying new things. So there's always been something within me, to answer your question, that's always wanting to see how far can Ricky actually 
go and what can the full potential of Ricky be? So, yeah, that's always been from a, a young age. And I think I'm carrying that into my life. I don't know when I have my baby later on this year, maybe that will change because I'll probably just be sleeping and tired and <laughs> the skateboarding is going to have to stop, I've been told. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> um, just to just like manage a little bit of expectation, Ricky, you won't be sleeping. Uh, you'll be yeah, away. That's true. Yeah, you'll be away. <laughs> you'll be away for very that's long true. periods of time. Um, that's true. So, so based on what you just said about Rob, then um, mm. what are you not very good at that you want to be better at? <laughs> oh well, you know what? I, I think one of the things that I am probably as not as a weakness. I think if I'm t- if I am told I'm bad at something, it, there's like a switch that flicks up in my mind that it, it's kind of like makes me want to prove to them that they're wrong, which is sometimes quite a bad thing. But I think it's also to prove to myself, like I don't want to hear that feedback. So if if I'm told something that I'm not very good at, I'll, I'll really go out of my way to make sure that, no, I don't know. I'm not going to take that. I want to prove to myself that I'm credible. And then I can say, yeah, I'm not good at it. You know, so I don't like it if people judge me before they kind of know me, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that's quite strange. Tech is an issue, uh, an interesting thing. For some reason, I've had this terrible belief, uh, even as a kid. I think it's because when I was younger, I knackered my dad's PC up quite a lot. I made a, a short video. It's on YouTube. I'll send a link to you at some point. I made a start stop animation video and okay. I did it on paint. If you remember Paintly. <laughs> Uh, and I think I made like a thousand pictures because it was just start, stop like this, you know. And um, it, I think it, it was too much memory and it knackered up the PC. So from an early age, I've always had this problem with tech of like, you know, tech doesn't work for me. Oh, no, I'm not good at tech. And this is proven over the last 12 months when my laptop broke. I did online shows. The the camera didn't work. I did an online show yesterday and nothing was working. That really is one of my weaknesses. Yeah. So I think it, there might be a knowledge piece here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I think it's a knowledge piece. If I'm if I'm not clued up on something, I'm probably a, a lesser version of myself. Not not that I want to be an expert of everything, but I just need to know some basics of stuff. I think that's a weakness. If I don't know something, and maybe there's a FOMO thing. I, I one of the things I hate is if you join a conversation and you can hear people talking about something, and if you don't know about it, it makes you feel like you're not part of that conversation. Yeah. So yeah, it's a weird thing. I feel like this is therapy now, Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapy. Yeah, I'm gonna cry in a minute. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's probably one of my weaknesses, and I think imposter syndrome as well. I, I, I think I don't take many chances to reflect on what I've achieved I'm always as you know progressing forward and pushing further ahead that I I sometimes think and forget what I've achieved and sometimes I may look at something else and go why am I doing that you know comparisonitis why why am I doing that why am I getting this and why am I getting that but actually when you take it back and look at wow bloody hell yeah you, you have come really far Ricky and I think that you know message to everyone listening to this sometimes we really need to just step back and go Let's look at the journey that we've, we've gone on because it's not really about the end goal, is it? It's about the journey yeah. and experiencing that. So sometimes I can get in that. Um, I think, though, as well, you know, combination of COVID as well is is, is made that really more difficult because everyone's business has just disappeared, hasn't it? So, yeah, yeah they're, they're probably my uh, weaknesses. Yeah. Wow. Great wow. question, Lee. I've never been asked that on the podcast. So uh, thank you. I yeah. really I love that question. Yeah. Well, no, th- thanks, Ricky. And I guess the final question about, about you before we move on to magical customer experiences and stuff. What's, yeah. what's your biggest success in the last 15 months? 
Oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to say this sounds really cliche, doesn't it? But I'm, I'm truly grateful that we're going to be having a baby. As someone said to me, that's the most productive thing you've done in lockdown. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think I'm very proud of some of the awards of one um, in the wedding industry. So I'm the, the highly commended wedding magician of the year for 2021. So I'm like the second best wedding magician <laughs> in the UK. Um, I'm a Magic Circle member. Uh, as well i'm very proud of that as well so as a kid that was something to aspire into yeah. um and also i think just into basics really you know i've got a, a house a roof above me food i think that's what i'm proud of and actually do you know what lee i'm going to change the answer to i'm proud of being here right now talking to you knowing that i have may have been stubborn over the last 12 months but i've pushed and pushed and i haven't had to revert back to go and get a uh, a job that is soul destroying you know i'm very pleased that i've pushed and pushed and believed in myself that i'm still here like 15 months later doing what i love so yeah. i think that's probably one of the proudest things yeah amazing you're an amazing man ricky lock you are, you really are <laughs> right and uh, and i know you said you said earlier on that you, you don't reflect enough i think you you bloody well should do um because yeah. you've done you've done so much and and, and and, and delivered so much, and, and you're meticulous in what you do as well. You're, you're, you, are you, you call, um, before we hit record, um, you, you said that you're a perfectionist with, with some, <laughs> some stuff, but I think you're just yeah. meticulous with what you do and how you do it. Um, and and I, I know that I can learn so much from you um, in, in terms of how <laughs> I do stuff. So, no, honestly. Um, Thank you. An amazing, amazing person. And I guess we've got some parallels in our. In our, in our in our careers as well because I used to DJ and I DJed for years and then I had that that balance where I had to decide do I want a proper job or am I going to carry on DJing and and I decided because I, I looked at my dad and he was like 60 uh, 50 odd years old um, with dodgy knees carrying equipment back and forth to venues on a Saturday night I decided that I actually wanted to try to get myself a proper job and when I look back when I look back at me uh, my DJing stuff I've learned I learned so much in terms of um, customers um, coming into the pubs at different times, the types of music that they like and, and all of that type of stuff. Um, what have you learned from your magic that you're taking forward into your customer experience, um, mm. training, speaking? Yeah, great question. So uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because magic, I think that to a lot of people, it, it it's lots of different meanings. And I often say this, you know, when we think about selling the scissor or not the steak, when I talk to people, it's about what magic is. So magic to me is not about the trick. It's about the experience, the feeling that you feel. And I say it too many times, but my Angelo phrase, people won't remember what you said. They won't remember what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I sell this in my pitch at wedding fairs is that if you book me, I promise you, your guests might not remember my name. They probably might not remember my face, but what they won't forget is how they felt on your special day. And they had a great time. Um, and, and that's kind of what I try to do I think in everything so not only as I'm going forward with speaking and the customer experience training side even when I now reflect back thinking about in Argos and I mentioned about 10 minutes ago about leaving a legacy I think there's that magic that I've always wanted and I don't think I've ever had my finger on it to work out what it was but I think it is magic what magic can we create that makes people have such an amazing experience when I was back in Argos it would be how I led my team uh, how they cried when I left because it was such an emotional goodbye, you know, such a wonderful thing. And, you know, so many memories that we still keep in contact now. So I think what it is, is that feeling 
what can we create in our day job every day or in our business or in life as well that creates such a wonderful experience you know we think we mentioned this before Lee at some point you know like when you think about London on a tube and people are stuck down in their phones but actually if you lift up like we've seen over the last 12 months we've actually lifted up away and realized what's really important to us and it's family spending time with our kids whatever it might be and that kind of just echoes into everything so in answer to your question I would say it's got to be what I've learned from magic is helping people to take them away from whatever they're thinking right now. It could be if they're worrying about their mortgage, their bills, but just for that split second or a few minutes, they're having a wonderful time. They are feeling great. They're getting a sense of magic and a sense of wonder. And I guess that's kind of mirrored into what I do with, with the customer experience side is that, uh, that I help small businesses to create magical customer experiences because it is about that wonderful feeling that we can give to people and to stand out from the crowd. So, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love that. How do businesses or how can businesses understand what they can do to make people, make their customers or people feel more? Yeah. So I think it's really, really simple and it's just about being human. And that's genuinely it. It's about making a human connection that people connect on an emotional level. Uh, Harold Saltzman, who has a book from Harvard University, he says that 95% of customer decisions are based on emotion. And it's that whole thing you've probably heard from Simon Sinek that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. I've got loads of uh, couples that have booked me online. They've never even met me, but because of the experience that I provided for them in the lead up to it, the conversations, the sending little gifts to them, they don't even know how good a magician I, I am or could be. I mean, I'm not that great, to be honest, if I'm honest, you know, I'm okay. Um, but it's that feeling, isn't it, of making it stand out from the crowd. And I think that the real simple thing here is to connect to people on an emotional level. And I think we recognise this, Lee, when we see the difference between small businesses uh, to really large companies. So, for example, when we see like... Um, uh, I would just say like Curry's and PC World, for example, as a big, big company, they don't know who you are, you know, whereas a small business, it is more intimate. It's more connected. You could probably say names, first names, businesses, uh, where people live, what their, their their hobbies are, what they're interested in. We kind of lose that in the bigger, bigger companies in the corporate world. But I think that they can still do that as well. You know, generic emails. Can we not make it a little bit more fun and do like some fun videos? Um, you know, I had a really fun thing from my, I haven't got it with me, but uh, one of my uh, supplier friends, who's actually my wedding cake supplier, um, to, 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 to emphasize this point, Lee, there's a point here that I'm going to address here. She sent me and Daniela a card a few weeks ago. It was a branded card from her company called Sugar Buttons. And um, we booked her for our wedding cake for the wedding day. Okay, so that's it. That's all we booked her for. But she posted something to us that was a branded card. And on the back, it said, to Ricky and Danielle, congratulations on your big baby news. That's a wonderful, you know, lovely little thing. Here's a little treat for you. Wow. And inside was like a little um, pack of brownies, which we love. We've told her so many times we love her brownies. Yeah, That's amazing. Because when we booked her, we never said, oh, we'll book you, Imogen, just as long as that when we do finally have a baby, we want those brownies and that branded car. But if you're not doing that, we don't want you. (laughs) We don't say that. It's an added value thing and giving value. That is what makes that wonderful experience. That means that for me in my industry, if any of my wedding couples that have booked me for their wedding turn around and say, Ricky, we need a wedding cake supplier. I'm going to say, oh, great. You don't need a wedding cake supplier. You need the wedding cake supplier. And her name is Imogen. 
Yeah. And, and that's what we can do, I think, in our businesses is create such a powerful experience that um, I have a bit of a, a cheesy acronym I was told a couple of weeks ago because it fits with the magic. It is called magic. And it's about being memorable, amazing, giving value, having intention and connecting. And when you think about Imogen's example there, it's a memorable thing. That was such a wonderful thing for us. We'll, we'll never forget that. It's amazing. Like a magician, she's amazed us. It's giving extra value. She didn't have to do that. That's cost her business money. You know, um, there's a nice intention there. The intention there really is to make us feel special. It's not about her. It was about us. So it's taking it from a different point. And the C is the connection. Yeah. She's connected to us on a human level. There's a, a, a similar point with this, Lee, which I think I've shared with you before about my little, uh, my branded chocolate bars and things like this. Um, I think I might have I shared this before. No, no, you haven't. This is this okay. is new. This is. Have I not? No. Oh, right. Okay, cool. So this this kind of fits with the point, Lee, uh, and I explain this to you. <coughs> Excuse me, everyone. Sorry, I've got a husky voice today. The um, so for for anyone listening, I'm holding up a little chocolate bar for Lee, which is the, Lee may think I'm narcissistic because it's got a picture of me. I'm not narcissistic, I promise. This is just my branding, but it's a picture of me um, doing a fork bend like Yuri Geller. It's one of my favourite photos that I use on my branding. And on the back of this little chocolate bar is some white space, so you can you know write a message. Uh, and there's also like one of these cards as well. So I'm holding like a branded card, which is me. And on the back it says thank you. I've got yeah. three different branded cards. Um, but one of the things that I did last year, which, which made me realize why I want to kind of go into this customer experience thing was because I was seeing things that I thought was natural to me, but it wasn't to anyone else. And I, and the example is that me and Danielle should have got married in 2020. It obviously didn't go ahead. I don't know if you know, Lee, there was a global pandemic last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Big thing. Yeah. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. Maybe yeah. probably heard about it on the news. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it didn't go ahead. Um, now, because I work in the wedding industry, I had about 50 to 60 couples that postponed twice, maybe three times. Every single one of those couples, I sent them a branded card and I've got a branded card that says on the back, the best things in life are worth waiting for. And then I'd send them two little chocolate bars that would be on the back and it would say, um, you know, to, to Lee and Mary, you know, um, happy should have been wedding day. And then the other chocolate bar would be, I'll see you in 2022. And again, like what Imogen did there, it was just um, an intention to make them know that I care about them as a human level, that uh, I'm, it's not just about the money. This is about the experience that I want to give them. I'm not the magician. You know, I'm not a magician. I'm the magician. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing was that I realized was that no other supplier did that for me. And I wasn't expecting this. It's not about receiving stuff you know it's all about giving and i know that people were on hard times people kind of closed up and they were looking after our businesses but not one single business reached out to us to say i know today should have been the best day of your life we're thinking of you yeah but you can probably um, guess lee from my example earlier on one of my supplies did can you guess who it is it was an imogen it was yeah and that to me made me realize why can't why don't other people see this and why am I doing this? So I thought, well, hang on, there's a gap here. I can probably help people understand that actually, do you know what? We can create more magic. It's not difficult. Yes, this might cost like 20p to make and the chocolate bar might be a pound, but there are simple things. You don't have to buy stuff. A handwritten card, <clears throat> excuse me, is so powerful. What can yeah. we do that will just make us stand out from the crowd that will create such a powerful experience? And it's Amazing. just human. That's it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. One question. How do you start, right? And the reason why I ask this is because people 
irrelevant of size of business, everybody's got to start somewhere. And you've mentioned being human, getting the connection and the other and the other magic um, yeah. um, letters. Um, where, would, where would you start and how do you know that that is the right place to start for a business? Yeah, so I think it's about listening. You know, when we talk about like sales, when I think back to my old corporate days, sales is all about listening. And it's really about if you want to connect on a human level and if you're starting a business right now, listen to this podcast and you want to create such a powerful experience that will make you stand out from the crowd, it's about listening. Listening to your couple, to your client, to your business, whatever it might be, and really hearing what are the problems or what do they get up to? Uh, and to give you an example of this, I'll come back to uh, answer Lee. Uh, again, this is uh, an example from my business. There was a couple, two ladies who should have been getting married to each other. When we met them, I often talked to them about, hey, tell me what you're up to. What do you do? What do you do outside of work and stuff? You know, and we got into this conversation about pina coladas and they said, oh, we love pina colada. We love it. Yeah. I wrote it down. Wrote it down on a piece of paper. Literally, after they walked away from my wedding stand, I just wrote it down. I thought, the two ladies that just, I've seen two, Pina Colada. They eventually booked me. They came back and booked me, and I wrote it down and stored it. When they got uh, in 2020, when they should they should have got married in 2020, it didn't happen. And then earlier on this year, in 2021, they decided to get married legally, and they're going to have their like vow renewal next year. And they messaged me and said, hey, Ricky, uh, just to let you know, we, we actually got married. And I said, oh, congratulations. Fantastic. And I said, but don't worry, we, we still want you. You're going to perform our vow renewal. But we just thought we'd let you know because we've now changed our surname. And I went, fantastic. So I sent them a bottle of pina colada. Congratulations. So in answer to the question, if you're starting out, it's about listening. A simple thing such as making notes, you know, uh, hearing what your customers are talking about, what they get up to, you know, build some rapport with people because those couple that couple said to me oh my god how on earth did you know we like pina colada i just listened yeah. Yeah. and i just made a note that's it so that's what i would say if you're starting out um you know really the emphasis is all got to be about giving it's not about receiving it's really about listening and giving people an experience so really hear what are their problems really hear what are they into and just make a note it's that simple yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. No, thank, thank you so much for that. You are an amazing individual, Ricky Locke. Um, what, what's next for you? I mean, so you, you've mentioned your own wedding, um, your impending arrival as well, your new your yeah. new business venture. Um, yeah. What is next for Ricky Locke apart from those <laughs> things? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I know that we share a same, a similar goal, and uh, congratulations to you for uh, for Ted. Uh, a big thing for me is for Ted. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of Ted Talk. That's one of the big, big dreams and big goals. Uh, I have recently just created a course, which is called How to Create a Magical Customer Experience, which is for startups and small business owners that they can learn with me, with talking heads, hands-on videos of how you can create stuff like the chocolate bars and stuff to create an experience. And I think that's the next thing for me is thinking, right, I've got something really cool here. What can I now do and tying that into my speaking to get that message out to the world? So, uh, yeah. and then start creating more magic. Yeah. So I know that obviously um, uh, I'm a big fan of Jeff Ram. I know Jeff's been on your podcast. He has the celebrity service. Yeah. So mine's kind of a slightly different one of about magic. You know, it's that feeling of magic. And I just think that we could all be creating magic, really. It's not difficult. I think you don't have to be a magician to do it. But my goal is, right, I've got this funky thing. Let's get it out there. And yeah. let's inspire small businesses to be better at what we can do. Yeah. So that course that you just mentioned, um, 
how do people find out about it? Yeah, sure. So uh, I did a soft launch just a few weeks ago at a keynote. Um, so it's not really out to the public, but it is. It is. But you'd have yeah. to find it. Um, but I can give you a link, Lee, because by the time this goes out, it'll probably be out to the main public. And uh, if we can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's part of the Unlocked School. So my podcast is called Unlocked. So I've called it the Unlocked School. And uh, there'll be more courses on there in the future. But uh yeah, I'll uh, put a link and uh, send it to you, Lee, for the show notes. Yeah, thank, thank you very much for that. And uh, Ricky, um, before we hit record, you said you'd prepared an answer to one question. Um, yes. Well, yeah, and this is, the, this is that question. Um, what are you having for your tea? <laughs> Lee, we are having a pasta bake tonight. A pasta bake, yeah. I even asked Danielle, I said, <laughs> before I go on the podcast, Lee's going to ask me what am I having for dinner. What are we having for dinner tonight, Danielle? And she went, we're having pasta bake. So, yeah, you go. Will that be a magic experience? Always, always. She's in the other room, so she might be hearing me. But uh, yeah, uh, always love a good pasta bake. Love it. Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. Oh, no, amazing. <laughs> uh, you, well, you enjoy that pasta bake, Ricky. Um, if Thank people you. wanted to, to know more about you, um, where would they go? What would they find? What would they see? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So I am Ricky Locke across all social media platforms. Uh, LinkedIn, come along there. You'll see a lot of the customer experience stuff. I'm on Instagram as well with the wedding business as Ricky Locke Magic and Facebook as well. And I've got a podcast as well, which uh, a great guest called Lee Horton came on uh, onto the <laughs> podcast as well. Uh, it's called Unlocked and a similar vibe to Lee. I try to uh, help inspire people to be the best version of themselves. So if you type in Unlocked on your favorite podcast platform, you can come and listen to those dulcet tones of me and Lee. <laughs> on, an, on another platform amazing amazing no th thank you so much Ricky. thank you so much for sharing your story your journey your lessons uh and just being for being so honest and open and it's been an absolute pleasure to um to get to know you over the last uh over the last year and a half so so thank you so much and good luck oh, with ed you. everything everything that you've got going on the, the baby the wedding the business <laughs> the courses the speaking um, and like I said, you will be uh, an immense success or whatever you do because you are an amazing individual. So, so good luck, Ricket. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. Love the podcast. Keep on uh, smashing it, mate. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it. <laughs>